Open Science Talk, the podcast about open science. My name is Pierre Pipinaspos and I'm joined by Pierre Mounier, who has been to this podcast for a couple of episodes already, but we have so much to talk about. And today we're going to talk about Diamas. What is Diamas? Good morning, Pierre. Diamas is a a European-funded project that aims at supporting, um, at uh, the level of Europe, uh, at supporting what we call diamond publishing. So diamond publishing, basically, the diamond publishing models are those models where um, uh, you have uh, open access publishing, so the content is uh, open access for the readers, but uh, it's also uh, uh, it's a model where the authors don't have to pay uh, to uh, be published. So it's open access journals, for example, uh, that don't charge any APC uh, to, uh, uh, to the authors. So basically, uh, this uh, Diamas project that started uh, in September this year, it will, uh, the duration of it will be uh, during uh, three years. Um, it's funded by the European Commission and um, it gathers uh, 23 organizations coming from different uh, European countries, including the Arctic University of Norway, of course, uh, to uh, support collectively uh, the diamond uh, publishing models. How to support that? First, uh, we are currently working at uh, collecting information about the reality of practice situation, models that exist in the diamond model uh, across uh, the European countries. So we are doing at the moment a landscape study to better understand this, uh, this landscape. And then based on this analysis, uh, we are going to develop materials, training materials, uh, uh, support, other kind of supporting materials, um, guidelines, uh, quality standards, that uh, help the uh, diamond publishing uh, service providers uh, uh, or to to facilitate their work and to help a better quality, for example, or to reach a better sustainability. And then, based on that, we are going to uh, um, uh, publish uh, recommendations towards different stakeholders, such as the policymakers, the governance of the institutions, the libraries, and other funders, of course, and other uh, stakeholders, uh, to uh, support better the sustainability of, uh, of uh, this uh, sector. So, all in all, one of the objectives of the GMS project is uh, to set up or to create the what we call the building blocks of a future capacity center uh, that will be uh, available for all those uh, who uh, uh, adopt the diamond publishing model. So, capacity center, let's return to that in a minute, but just wanted to wrap my head around this word in, um, service provider mm. in terms of diamond open access publishing. That is a publisher or what is it? It can be all sorts of of, uh, organizations because precisely uh, we wanted to deconstruct uh, deconstruct, uh, the term publisher uh, because uh, within the box that you call publisher, you have a lot of services which are provided to uh, uh, edit and then select, edit and then publish and then disseminate 
content. So uh, we think that it's better, it's more granular to try to address the organizations or the, uh, the teams that provide uh, uh, services. And then we can have a list of different services which are provided Uh, uh, which are uh, uh, proposed by the service providers to support uh, Diamond Publishing. So, for example, you can have services which are dedicated to uh, peer review management, others which are dedicated to copy editing, others which are dedicated to dissemination or to marketing or to uh, um, uh, proofreading um, or to uh, uh, metadata management. So, for example, uh, we so the, the consequence of that is that we we consider that in the community you have a lot of service providers who support Diamond Publishing in their capacity and in their diversity. It can be publishers, but it can be also infrastructures. It can be libraries. It can be uh, um, uh, technical service providers. So they are all uh, publishing service providers providing a list of services that support the diamond publishing. That's how we, we try to uh, figure out the diversity in the community and to address it. Yeah, because there are some journals you can see immediately this is a professional uh, team behind it some, somewhere. Mm. Mm. Uh, the, the, the layout of the, the web page is, is really uh, professionally made and so on. And others that perhaps don't look and feel uh, very uh, very professional, but when you start looking at the content, it's, it's you, exactly. you, you recognize that that here there is uh, actually real science or, or scholarly knowledge production going on. So, so Diamond Open Access Publishing would tend then to be not so much by the these these big publishers because I guess they can't really afford it, or am I mistaken? In fact, uh, the, the term that we, uh, we use a lot in, in the Diamas context, and it was because the European Commission, when they issued the call uh, to, uh, that we answered to, to make the, 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 the project, uh, did it this way, is the term institutional uh, publishing. Why institutional? It's because uh, most of the time this uh, model is not supported by big commercial publishers, but is mostly supported by university presses, by publishing teams inside scholarly societies, for example, uh, by uh, publishing teams inside universities, research departments, research performing organizations. So here the, you have a model which is mostly supported by not-for-profit and institutional organizations in different ways and supported by libraries, of course, because you have all these domain of uh, library-based publishing, um, which is very important in some countries, which is almost non-existent in others. So there is a, a, a diversity of situations here. So um, it's true that uh, uh, this model is mostly institutional and not for profit. It doesn't mean that there is absolutely no commercial service provider in the landscape. There are some, or there are many, but most of the time they are small. They are not the big ones. Okay, so uh, uh, that's interesting to see that those 
commercial or for-profit service providers, usually they are they have developed with what we can call a, a symbiotic relations with universities or with institutions by providing services, publishing services, to the scholars or to the research departments of those uh, research organizations. And it's completely different from a situation where you have a huge uh, global company that develops a portfolio of publishing activities and, and, and publishing and, and uh, journals, for example. So um, the situation is quite uh, different. I think it would be a mistake to consider that there is no presence of for-profit or commercial activities in this domain. There are some, but the relationship between institutions, not-for-profit, public money, and the commercial uh, companies are completely different. Yeah, so it's more of a symbiotic uh, yes. relationship, as you say. Um, these um, journals that are taken care of by the institutions or, or research performing uh, organizations themselves, um, how can they become more visible and, and become like lift their standing in, in the scientific community, so to speak? Is that part of the GMS project, or would you say that's that's other concerns that would lie outside of the project? So it's part of it and part outside of it. What we found when we made a previous study before this project, which is named uh, the Open Access Diamond Journal Study, uh, where we studied with uh, 10 organizations, we studied uh, uh, the, the diamond publishing model across uh, Europe and a little bit uh, and, and also on other continents. What we found was that, as you say, visi the visibility and the indexation of the diamond journals in uh, the uh, most important or the most uh, used uh, uh, index, scientific information index, is very low. And it's not good enough. So the, when we asked uh, the journal editors about what is their main chain challenge, where they need most help, uh, they, s they told us that it was there were two topics. The first one was indexation and visibility. And the second one was uh, funding, of course, and structural funding, access to structural funding. Maybe we, 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 we get back to that uh, later on. So yes, Diamas project will try to address this visibility uh, problem by, for example, um, one of the obstacles uh, for those journals to be uh, enough visible in a, in a global scientific index is that they are isolated. So you have a lot of small journals everywhere across thousands of institutions. They are isolated on their platform and so on. So there is, uh, there is a lack of, uh, let's say, uh, global representation of the importance of this domain to be uh, better uh, taken into, in, into consideration by, by the scientific information index. But that's not the only obstacle. There are other obstacles, such as the technical ones, of course. The ability of those journals to deliver uh, good quality metadata and, and to uh, plug themselves onto uh, the uh, uh, scientific information systems to be able to push their metadata in the system and make them uh, visible. Um, this technical part is not addressed by uh, Diamas project. There is a sister project that will start in January uh, next year. And the name of it is Craft OA. 
This is a project that is coordinated by the University of Göttingen that will address the more technical aspect of how to support uh, diamond publishing and the diamond, uh, and the diamond journals. And uh, there in the Craftway project, there is a specific work package dedicated to addressing the technical challenges in terms of uh, indexation and, and visibility of the diamond journals in the, in the global information system. But there is a third obstacle, if I may, which is linked to the question of multilingualism. Because several studies, and for example, the, the Helsinki initiative say that, several studies showed, evidenced that there is an imbalance of representation between the publications in English uh, uh, and the publication in other languages. The fact is that a lot of diamond journals are published not only in English, but into a variety of other languages. And for those journals, there is a barrier uh, uh, put uh, in front of them by the global inform scientific information system and commercial providers because they, they, uh, they, uh, they favor, they support better the publications in English because they consider that it can reach a global market, so it's more interesting for them. And when you have a publication in French, in Italian, in Norwegian, then you are discarded because you are not interesting for them. For, for them. So here, there is also a challenge to address, and I think this challenge will be addressed jointly by the two projects, Diamas on the non-technical, let's say, political aspect, and Craftway on providing a better representation of other languages than English in the technical inf scientific information systems. That's very interesting. At the same time, I hear from journal editors that they need some tiny, tiny income. Doesn't need to be much. Mm. Maybe, maybe three or four thousand euros mm. per year. With that kind of income, they can actually um, perhaps have money to to get together one once a year yes. to sit down as an editorial committee and, and, and uh, you know, these social aspects can be one thing. Another thing could be to, to hire a technical editor, uh, perhaps somebody doing a PhD and they get this as part of their, their work, for instance, uh, or in addition to their, their, their research. Uh, and this small money is what you can get from a commercial publisher, but it's hard to get from a diamond open access infrastructure generally speaking. Yeah. So it's true that a lot of diamond journals, they need, let's call it small money, so a small amount of money, but recurring ones. So what they told us in, the, in, in, in this uh, uh, study that I've uh, mentioned previously, the uh, Open Access Diamond Journal study, is that they, they are exhausted, most of them, by having to go for money through projects, new projects all the time. And to get this money through grant application, uh, because the, the, the need is recurring. Each year, it's the same need. So if you need to, to convene your board in a physical meeting, it's each year, it's not once, right? right. So you need this small amount of money each, each year, and you don't have to take care about it. Uh, uh, and to, to, to focus on, on other duties. So here we have a gap. 
clearly, because the funding structure, structure that is available doesn't cover this kind of need at the moment. And particularly, the research funding organizations, they, don't, they, are, they are not well equipped to address this kind of need. So uh, that's one thing that we are going to address in the GMAS project, particularly because we have, a, uh, we have a work package which is entirely dedicated to the question of sustainability for the Diamond Journals. So it's not uh, easy. It requires, I would say, co-invention between the community of Diamond Journals, the institutions, and the funders. Because the funders, in most cases, even though they would like to provide this kind of funding through internal regulation or even by law, they are not able to do that because they are not structured to provide this kind of funding. They are much uh, more, uh, they, they were created, in fact, to, to, to fund research through projects, and that's it. So they have to invent and to adapt and to and invent. Uh, uh, other ways of supporting research through scholarly communication and th those diamond journals. But that's not the only way, because a lot of the journals that we have surveyed in this previous study told us that, yes, this small amount of money can be important, but the most important thing is their ability to access to services. So having access to service meaning means having access to personnel, so it can be in-kind contribution coming from the uh, universities or the, the institutions that provide personnel to support the journal, but it's also having access to infrastructures that provide the services for free to those journals. So um, on many domains, there is a need to have access, so you know, uh, to, to this kind of service. So you know the, the difficult thing, but the interesting part is that the sustainability of the Diamond Journals should rely not on one thing, but on a combination of different kinds of supports. Access to services provided by infrastructures, probably in-kind personnel uh, uh, shared by the institutions to support the, the Diamond Journals, and, you're right, small amount of cash money, but in recurring Uh, uh, funding, so that they don't they don't have to, to you know to, to create new projects each time just to have this money to support their operation, and that's the difficulty because it's not a silver bullet solution the sustainability of those journals. You don't have the silver bullet. You have to 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 elaborate a framework that combines those different kind of supports together to make it sustainable. I hope, Pierre, that uh, in five years' time, I can invite you back to tell you about the successes and how this uh, Diamond uh, Open Access project has really changed the landscape for the better. So with that, I thank you so much for coming to the podcast and I wish you a bon voyage back to France. Merci beaucoup, Pierre. Open Science Talk is produced by the University Library of UIT, the Arctic University of Norway. Thanks for listening.